the last time I talked to you all, I think, is before um, Harold and I went on our adventure. And looking back, I could see that um, the Lord uh, definitely had spoken through that word. It was from Revelations about him knocking on the door and that it wasn't um, just to the lost, that it was particularly for the church that the Lord was trying to get back into the church. And um, the way the enemy has worked from the very beginning in the Garden of Eden is to cause us to question God, to despair, and to scatter. And that's exactly what Adam and Eve did when they were caught and when they felt oppressed by the enemy, they scattered. And then, of course, uh, they found new coverings, which were false coverings, because we know only Jesus Christ is our true and worthy covering. And um, so we're at a time now where the world around us is going through very stressful things. But we as believers know that the Lord always deals first and foremost with his body and that he continues to try to um, get, in to get in here so that we can, as the word came forth this morning, that we can be vessels to share hope in a world that is feeling hopeless. But there is a problem in the body of Christ, and we try to... Um, conceal it maybe a lot of people are feeling hopeless we're looking for love in all the wrong places <laughs> we're trying to um, get through this and hold it all together but the Holy Spirit is also trying to do a new thing and I think for a long time we thought it would be this major like thing that we could just see happening. Um, we always look at things like numbers and uh, maybe finances and maybe church growth. But what the Lord is doing and has showed me is that he is, um, strangely enough, I was listening to the last few sermons that I haven't heard, and I was, Harold gets me on the computer because, as you know, I don't use a computer. And outside my window is a plant, one of my favorite plants, that a bird made a nest in and destroyed the plant, basically. Took all the pieces, and the plant became very brittle, but the birds um, uh, thrived. And as you know, most of the time, only the mom and the dad teach them to fly. And I... My mind, my eye kept looking at this out the window because I love what the Lord shows me in nature. And, and all of a sudden, the nest was filled with like birds on all these brittle pieces. And I was like, what are they doing? What are, is this something I should pay attention to? So I actually took pictures of it and um, turned off the video for a minute. And... Um, the Lord showed me that all these birds were together helping these frail birds to fly. And normally that does not happen. But what the Lord wants in the body of Christ is for those of us who are feeling his strength that might be um, 
hearing from him to lift those who are weaker in strength. But we can't unless we really um, acknowledge that there's something going on. And I believe the work of the Holy Spirit is going to be exactly that, the Holy Spirit. Um, Yesterday, also, all of a sudden it came upon me and I was thinking that the Lord wanted me to say this to you all. Don't you just crave, do you just crave to hear from the Lord? Do you just crave to hear the Holy Spirit? Do you just crave it like nothing else in the world? Just you and him speaking to your heart. Songs, songs of deliverance. Speaking to your heart, hope, because hope deferred makes a heart weak. It makes it suffer. And so many things are happening and happening personally in our lives that we get bogged down. Sometimes we're no different than the world, except that the Holy Spirit never leaves us, nor does he ever forsake us. And I was remembering, I was going around the house just weeping. And it made me think of when I was eight years old and I saw um, the robe for the first time. And I didn't understand what was happening to me. My parents were in the room, were around the little black and white TV, and I kept having to go into the bathroom and lock the door and just weep because Jesus was being hurt. And he blessed me yesterday. And it hasn't happened in a long time to me, I'm confessing. And if this word is for me alone, the cheese stands alone. But I don't think it is for me. I was weeping because Jesus is hurting. Jesus is hurting because he's got so much for us. So much. And we're just looking for it in all the wrong places. And I believe he wants to pour out his spirit upon us. And I wrote down so many things, but I'm not going to take a lot of time. I'm just going to go through this one real quick. I'm a writer, but I spell terrible and I don't use a computer. Isn't that like the Lord to do that? Give me something that I can't handle. (laughs) We talk about addictions or the word addict. An addict, we say, is one who gets addicted to something that takes a hold on them and they can't seem to get free. There are medical teachings that say certain people are predisposed by an inherent nature to have chemical addictions such as drink, alcohol, and drugs. There is truth to this also, and I know it as a nurse and I know it as a, Harold and I used to counsel, The word of God states, we are as the Garden of Eden and henceforth all with an inherent nature of sin and a predisposed nature to desire above all else to want with the most passionate emotion to feel good, to feel complete in the entirety of all that word contains and more to be and feel affirmed and loved. That's a big one. I struggle with that one. (laughs) 
that self above all else is lifted up and thus its wants become the most sought after need to fulfill. Addiction, for the most part, is a substitute for intimacy. It is with the daily struggle we as Christians try to put off the old, put on the new, do the things we should do and not the things we shouldn't. As Paul says, we press on towards the mark, Jesus Christ. Jesus took on the sin of the world, therefore in him our sins have been forgiven. Because we live in a body that contends with a nature of flesh that is always desiring to fulfill self, we are at war with this nature, which is also what Phil said. So I was like, yes. The Holy Spirit never conforms to the flesh. We have in us, as born-again believers, the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity. He is in every way God, as God is he, as Jesus is he. So that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Be reminded we are at war. Yes, we know the battle is mine, saith the Lord. Greater is he that is in us, me, than he that is in the world. So therefore, put on the armor of God. In other words, draw all you need to overcome from the Holy Spirit within you. The same power that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, us, as born-again believers. We have a new bloodline, a new inheritance. There is a drought in our churches. There is only one way for it to be quenched, by the fount of living water. There is a drought within our souls. There is only one way to satisfy that thirst. Draw from the fount of living water. Seek him while he may be found. Honor his place in your heart. For it is he who searches the heart. He who draws man unto himself. He who speaks for the Father and brings glory to the Son. He alone can comfort the soul and satisfy the deepest longing the deepest hurts of the heart. I've heard of an apple. I see its red color. I've heard of its sweet taste. But until I bite into and partake of its fruit, I will never truly know. Taste and see the Lord is good. His mercies endure forever. O oh, apple hanging on a tree, you're not an apple real to me unless I take and taste thy meat and find you are so good to eat. Sweet Lord, it is the same with you. I'll never really know you true until of you I drink and eat and all of me becomes complete. Do you just crave the Lord? Do you just crave the Holy Spirit to just fill you anew again? That doesn't come from the flesh. That comes from his spirit. It comes from a brokenness of need, often more than any other way. So I just want to say bless you, and I'm encouraged that the Lord is doing a work amongst all of us and that he's bringing us into this place, restoring us as a body.
from within, not from without, and he will give us everything that we need to walk in his way and to share that as living vessels that have been restored. And he will create in us that craving. He's faithful. Mm-hmm. What encouragement we've already received this morning. It's good, isn't it? <laughs> How's everybody doing? I had, um, man, I don't, want to, I don't want to take away from the word that Michelle shared or that Jenny shared. Let's just worship. Not a bad idea. Love your church. Building your church. We look to you. We thank you for giving us the craving and then satisfying that craving by your own hand, by your own work. Bless you in this place, Lord. Give you ourselves. You've given us yourself. we let the children out? Yes. This won't be long. Uh, so I'm just letting you teachers know. Hey, what? What is he saying? Does anybody have the interpretation? Do <laughs> what? Uh, oh, yes, yes. So good. Well, I had seven pages of... Uh, <laughs> seven pages of scriptures pertaining to grace. And uh, the title of the sermon was... Without Grace. Or... Yeah, without grace. And another title too. 
if it weren't for grace or if not for grace. And uh, I was driving in from our home in Martin. And, uh, man, the Lord just like, whoosh, just turned it around. So, as a blessing to you, I have only two pages, but they're packed. We do have a lot going on, Jenny. We have a lot going on. And it's a time, you know, for the church to be the city on the hill, right? And to be the light and the hope. Not from an arrogant standpoint, but from a very humble serving uh, posture. We offer what God, through His Son, Jesus Christ, has offered us. Title of the sermon this morning, Your Life Matters. Let that soak a minute. Your life matters. Your life matters. Jordan, your life matters. James, your life matters. So what matters? What matters? What, what really matters? We hear about matters. This matters and that matters. And there's a, uh, I love this. I love the, uh, 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 what are the billboard? We're coming in, if you're coming into town from the south, there's a billboard on the left and it was about Elder Week. It was about like old people's week. It's like, let's remember the old people. And then, you know, and it's just, that's, that's good, you know. And, and it's more important to me as, as uh, time clicks by. <laughs> but then, on, over in the corner, in a little, a little square, a little highlighted part, it says, Elderly Lives Matter. Of course they matter! So, the question is, what matters? Because this people this, this group says this matters, and this group says this matters, and this group says this matters, and our heart says this matters. And you have conservatives, and you have liberals, and you have everything in between, and you have, oh my goodness, politicians, and, and uh, my dad called the, uh, uh, the uh, what was it, the prophet, the, um, the media, yeah. Very loud, prophetic voice. Um, what, so what matters? What, what does matter? To whom does it matter? That's an important question. Who really gives a flying flip about that? Money? Position? Recognition? Our achievements? Success, good looks, we spend a lot on that, don't we? It's not working. (laughs) Health, health, strength, equality, equality. What is that? Power, influence. 
I didn't put control, but that's... How about things like feelings? Feelings. Do feelings matter? Emotions. Identity. Identity matter. Matters to most of us. How about equality? Oh, I said that already. I must have really meant that. Attention. Having attention. Belonging. Oh. Belonging. That must matter. Are these the things that convince us we matter? If we have these things, are we satisfied that we matter? What makes us think we don't matter? What makes us think we do matter? Sometimes we think our opinions matter a lot. The truth is, probably not. Where does being loved fit into all of this? Where does being loved? into all of this. Does it matter whether or not we are loving? Does that matter? Who likes to be loved? You'll break your arm. Yeah. Do we demonstrate love? If we like to be loved then who's showing all this love that we desire and need that matters to us? Do we demonstrate love or do we just demonstrate? Consider with me the most effective demonstration in history. The most Effective demonstration in history. Uh, we've seen, well, I don't even have to say it. You know, I know what you're thinking. Well, I don't know what you're thinking. But I can render a guess, and I'm probably pretty close. The most effective Demonstration in history. Romans 5, 6 through 8, New American Standard. For while we were still helpless, hopeless and unemployed in Greenland. Thank you, Princess Bride. For while we were still helpless at the right time, just at the right time, Christ died for the un. Godly, For one will hardly die for a righteous man, though perhaps for a good man someone would dare even to die. But God demonstrates. God demonstrates. But he's got something worth demonstrating. Sorry, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I know I'm getting loud. Yeah. But God demonstrates his own Love toward us. 
toward you, <laughs> toward me. This is proactive. This is getting out in the streets. This is getting on a cross. God demonstrates His own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. God powerfully demonstrates His love for us and toward us because we matter. To Him. You matter to Him. What else matters in light of that? We matter so much to Him that He wants to give us everything that matters. He loves us so much that He wants to give us Everything that matters. Everything on this list and more through His Son. That's powerful. He sent Jesus, His only Son, to make it happen. In other words, He didn't just talk about it. It wasn't just some law put in. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't just legislation. It was action. It was sacrifice. Powerful. It's really the only thing that matters. He sent his only son to make it up. Jesus says this about God's big demonstration. In John 10, verse 10b, I came, Jesus says, I came, I came. We didn't just sit up in heaven and talk about it. Like, hey, HS, hey, Dad, wouldn't this be a cool idea? No, the Father sent the Son. He did something. He showed up. I came that they may have life. And not only that, have it abundantly. Could any of us use some of that? (laughs) Would we feel like we mattered if life was given to us? How about abundant life? I matter. I matter. I don't mind saying I matter. I'm convinced. No one has to tell me. No one has to treat me a certain way for me to understand that I matter. Because the God of the universe has said and has demonstrated that I matter. And you matter. No matter your culture, no matter your color, no matter your, your upbringing, no matter your education. That is nothing compared to what God says about you. I matter 
for no other reason than Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Red and yellow, black and white, they are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. Come on. Your life matters because God loves you. Was that too harsh? Your love matters because God. Loves you. I don't care how you see it. It's still true. Everyone's life matters. Everyone's life matters because God so loved the world. No, the world, the people. God so loved the world. He wants everyone to get it. He wants everyone to understand this. He wants everyone to understand that they matter. He wants everyone to understand and, and receive this incredible, awesome, immense love. 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 4, New American Standard. First of all, then, I just want us to see the, the love here. First of all, and Timothy's instructing us. First of all, then, I urge that entreaties and prayers, petitions and thanksgivings be made on behalf of all men. There's a principle that God loves all men. Now, it gets real complicated sometimes, but really, let's just uncomplicate it here a little bit. First of all, I urge you that entreaties and prayers, this is important. Something that you are making entreaties about, that you're praying about, that's an important thing, right? It matters. And he's saying that petitions and thanksgiving be made on behalf of all men, for kings and for all who are in authority, maybe especially, so that, watch this, we may lead a tranquil and quiet life. A tranquil and This is what he demonstrated for. That we may lead a tranquil and quiet life in all godliness and dignity. This is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior. Now, here is the critical verse for what we're talking about today. But the other is so important. It it, it just flows right in there. Verse 4 This God, our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. While we were yet sinners, while we were still enemies, this is the heart that God has and demonstrated in Christ. And it actually, uh, in the New Americans, it says demonstrates which indicates that it didn't just happen once, but that his love is a continuing factor. And Right? 
This is the heart. I'm going to read that one more time. Who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. And this is the heart of the one who gives us our identity. This exhibits our father's heart for us. The one who lets us know we matter to him. (laughs) That everyone matters to him. He loves those he created. And that means all of us. He sent Jesus for a show and tell demonstration. How many of you enjoy show and tell? Amen. And you know, just like really, now some of us were scared to death to get in front, you know, of the class and, and show and tell. But some of us are just like, I can't wait. It's my turn. Is it my turn yet? Is it my turn? I want, I want to do show and tell. You know, Fred Crane still does show and tell. Um, if you've ever been camping with Fred. <laughs> new flashlight, new knife, doesn't matter. Um, it's, it's, I love it, you know. And she, so show and tell. Fred, you got to listen to this wherever you are. Um, I'm honoring you this morning. This, uh, <laughs> because you matter. That means all of us. He said, Jesus, for show and tell demonstration, just for us. Just for us. Just for us. Personalize it. It wasn't just on a movie for all the other people. Nine. Sorry. Now, and I think it's awesome, God has invited us to participate in this powerful demonstration. You with me? A demonstration of the thing that really matters and makes all the difference in our lives and in this world. In this world. This is my feeble attempt to bring this whole worldwide craziness down to a personal responsibility level. Because that's what changes the world. Here we go. This is a call from John to engage in the process. In 1 John 4, 7 through 11, this is in the message. My beloved friends, beloved friends, loved by God, loved by us. My beloved friends, let us continue to love each other. Since love comes from God, everyone who loves is born of God and experiences a relationship with God. The person who refuses to love doesn't know the first thing about God. Because God is love. So you can't know Him if you don't love. And this is how God showed, demonstrated His love for us. God sent His only Son into the world so that we might live and live abundantly through Him. Amen? 
And this is the kind of love we are talking about. Not that one that we once upon a time loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to clear away our sins and the damage they've done to our relationship with God. My dear friends, actually, my dear, dear friends, if God loved us like this, We certainly ought to love each other. Did he just die for a certain segment? You can add your segmentation or your segregation or your whatever. No. My dear, dear friends, if God loved us like that, we certainly ought to love each other. It is a great love with which he loved us. A great love with which he loved us. We find our identity in that love. Let it sink in. Bathe in it. Bathe in it. Soak in it. And then let it show. Let it show. Because the greatest demonstration we can participate in is the one where we're loving one another. Real? Personal, powerful. Lives matter. All lives matter. Your life matters. And you can make a difference. Because the Holy Spirit resides in you. Amen. Father, we are grateful that you have paid the price to purchase us for yourself. And to give us life and life abundant. Father, we humbly thank you for allowing us to participate in your demonstration of love in this earth. And I pray for each person in my hearing that you will stir them, that you will fill them to overflowing with your Holy Spirit and out of their bellies would flow rivers of living water because you loved us and we love. Are you worthy? Yes, you are worthy. We thank you. God bless you. Remember, your life matters. Your life matters. To the one 
that really matters. And don't forget, God bless you.